Hey, welcome to another episode hey. of Mexican. Hey! <laughs> All right, stop. Okay, ready? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Expedition Marriage. I'm Chris, my lovely bride, Jamie, and thanks for joining us again. Um, well, our, it could be your first time, but you know what? Thanks for joining us again. That's right. And can I just say, if you're not watching on YouTube, you need to tune in there one time because you need to see how this man looks at me every time he says, my lovely wife, Jamie. Mm -hmm. I had to think of my own name there. But it is like, I? I believe you. Mm. You know, I believe you because of the way you look over at me, Aww. and it's just the sweetest. Well, and so, I mean it. If you're just on iTunes or Spotify, mm -hmm. I mean that's great. We want you to listen, but there's a bonus to seeing just that very beginning. Aww. I love that baby. I love you. So. Well, that's super. Well, yeah. Right. Well, you know, and and so on this episode, we're we're talking about reasons to focus on yourself in struggling marriages, and there's reasons yeah. right for that, and and what we mean by that. Because mm -hmm. last episode, we talked about being in an exhausted marriage. Yeah. And we went over a list of some of the things to look for. Yeah. Go listen if yeah. you missed it. Listen to it. How mm -hmm. these things could be exhausting you and mm -hmm. the toll that it can take, right? The the resources that it pulls from us and it robs us from being able to to put mm -hmm. into things that need to be put into things. And and we absolutely talked about some things to do when you're in that situation. Right. And some of those things where we talked about the first thing you do is you pray. Yep. You got to pray. You've got to involve the Lord in this. <laughs> he knows. Right. Hey, Lord of all the universe. Mm-hmm. I am limited. Creator of my spouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. I am limited. I have a limited right. perspective. I have limited energy. Right. Can, can you come alongside and help make this thing that you created, marriage, mm -hmm. be what you wanted it to be? Right. And we also talked about quit justifying it. Mm. Quit mm -hmm. giving reasons and giving excuses and justifications sure. for why your marriage is exhausting you, for the sins that your spouse is committing, for the th things that are going wrong, for the things that you're doing. Quit mm -hmm. justifying things that's not going to help you grow. It's just going to keep you stuck. And we also talked about bringing in community, yep. getting help, sharing. We heal with people, right. we heal in groups. We're meant to be in community. Get a friend, get a pastor, mm -hmm. get a counselor, whatever you need to do. Just don't go this alone. That's not God's plan. Mm -mm. And we also talked about focusing on yourself. Yes. And now that's what we're going to get into. And here, just to hear our hearts behind this, because like if you go back and listen to last episode, we get feisty. And let me <laughs> little, tell little you, bit. like we are bit. so joy filled and happy and fun. We joke mm -hmm. around a lot, but when we're we, hysterical, yeah, we are. We're a riot. But when we're talking about serious things that is entrapping people for years, for decades, it's changing mm -hmm. legacies, mm -hmm. it's creating strongholds in your family, that's not funny. It's no. not funny. And mm -hmm. so we get very serious and very passionate. And we're, we're probably going to bring a little bit more of that passion here. And I can tell you from personal experience, my parents divorced when I was about two. Don't ever remember them being married. My mom remarried shortly after. My stepfather was an alcoholic, just a very angry, abusive man. Mm -hmm. Eventually, he did get help. He went into treatment, wasn't an alcoholic anymore. And they didn't have the destructive marriage anymore, but they did not have a good marriage. Sure. They did not have a good marriage at all. And they were married for over 35 years before my stepfather died. 
And by society standards, or even by a Christian world standard, it's, you know what? Boom. They've married 35 plus years. That's success. Yeah. They Longevity. made it. Yeah. And no, mm-hmm. and that is not success. The goal is to not stay married. The goal is to have a healthy God honoring marriage. Right. And here's the saddest mm-hmm. thing to me. If I go back and, and think of like how you looked at me mm-hmm. every time you call me your beautiful bride, like my mom never got that. Mm. 35 Mm. years of not getting that is nothing to celebrate. Mm. It's nothing to celebrate. And here is the saddest thing to me is when my stepfather died, my mom had grief, but overwhelmingly she had grief over her life and what it could have been. Yeah. She questioned herself. I mean, and we had this conversation, why did I stay? Mm -hmm. Why did I tolerate that? That is not worthy of celebrating. And that's where our passion comes from. That's when we set the humor aside and just want to shake you with all the love in the world, believing in all the hope of the Lord, that this is not what he has for you is a Mm. mediocre, you know, just junky marriage. No, that doesn't honor God. No, it doesn't. It, It it doesn't paint, paint him in a good light. Mm-mm. It doesn't show his love, his kindness, his grace, no. his mercy, his joy, right? right? And whenever one part of the body suffers, the entire body yes, suffers. It does. Yes, it does. That is such a great point. Mm-hmm. Your marriage left mediocre or abusive, and we'll talk about that in a second, is harming more than just you two. Yes, it's harming the body of Christ because if you're, mm-hmm. if we go back to last week, if you are living exhausted in your marriage and you are exhausted as a person now, what are you doing for the Lord? Mm. You don't Great have call. energy. You don't have yeah. focus. You don't have drive or desire to do anything for Jesus because it's all you're trying to do is keep your head above water sure. enough to grab a breath. Mm-hmm. And that's not what this life is is about. It's not what it's about. And and we don't want that for you. And I'm going to clarify it again, because we can't overly talk about abusive marriages here. We can give you what abuse is and all of that, but we're not going to fix your abusive marriage on a podcast episode, nor should Mm -hmm. you look to a podcast episode or a book or Or a a sermon Mm -hmm. a clip, any of that to help you in an abusive marriage, you need safety. Yes. You, and And it's not, if you are being abused by a spouse, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever it is, it's not on you to fix it. It is not your job to get all the resources and all the things. And what do I need to do to change? So my spouse will quit abusing me. And so Mm -hmm. we don't ever want to act as if that's the case. If you are in an abusive marriage, You need to get support and you need somebody to walk you through this and help you get out. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean your marriage needs to be completely over, but it means you need to get out until change happens. Sure. Yeah. So, so when we do anything pretty much like Mm -hmm. when we're addressing most of our subjects, Mm -hmm. we're addressing the broad range of the common occurrences. Yeah. The 80%. Yeah. And it is, it's that mm-hmm. 75 to 80% because I think I don't mm-hmm. like quote me on this, but I think it's around 23 to 25% of marriages that end because of abuse. Mm. 
And so we're talking to all the people outside of that because abuse requires more than a podcast for help. We don't condone it. And please get help. That's right. You don't deserve to be in it. There's resources out there. Yeah. And if you, and if you're not sure, then there are resources to find help. Send us a message. Let us know. We will give you some information if we need to do that. But you need to sit before somebody who can hear your whole story. Yeah. So there's that. So (laughs) now we want to talk about our last call to action from our last episode. Mm -hmm. And that if you're exhausted in your marriage or if you're in a struggling marriage, which is what we're talking about today, while focusing on yourself is one of your best moves. Right. And we're going to tell you about how it's probably different than what mm-hmm. you might be thinking because what the world's saying is, oh, well, self-help and, and mm-hmm. self-love and just yeah. to be able to, well, you need a spa day and all that, which yeah. I'm not saying, look, I'm not trying to take that away from yeah. anybody. Don't hate on the spa days. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. you might need a spa day. You might need to mm-hmm. take a, a break from things and, and take a but step away. But none of those to will fix your marriage. But yeah, that's not what we're talking about. And so one of the first things that we're talking about when we're thinking about looking at uh, or focusing on yourself what we're talking about focusing on ourselves is to look at yourself and honestly evaluate mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. right because we need to to get a, a proper perspective of the situation yeah. and what's going on here yeah especially in these most marriages mm-hmm. like you were talking about that 80 percent they're not just one-sided yeah. You're, you're in this marriage too. And the probability, like we love you enough to tell you that the probability is you have ownership in this as well. Yeah. And so that's one of the things like focusing on yourself and taking a look inward that creates humility. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of things scripture tells us that are benefits to humility. Sure. And starting with Ephesians 4, 2, it, it says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, make making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Where there's love, there needs to be humility. Yeah, you a- need, and patience. Yes, you need to be able, you're going to have a lot more tenderness and grace and gentleness for your spouse when you take a look at yourself and go, you know what? I'm not perfect either. Right. I'm not perfect either. And so there are so many benefits mm-hmm. with humility. Humility involves sacrifice. Scripture calls us to sacrifice, be humble and sacrifice for one another. Philippians 2, 3 through 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Mm -hmm. Rather, in humility, Mm -hmm. value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but the interests of others. Right. Are we considering, you know, everybody wants to be heard and understood. I'm not going to take that away from anybody. Mm -hmm. But are we taking the time to hear and understand our spouse first? Right. Or are we going, well, they don't, they're not listening to me. They're not understanding me. Right. Well, but can you argue their side? Right. And this is where, like, this is an example right here, why we make the caveat that we do about abusive marriages, because there are plenty of people that may tell you and may give you the message, or you may hear it through your own filter of, you know what, I need to just be humble and tolerate what my spouse is doing Mm, to me mm -hmm. and make it all about them. I need to put that. That's not what this scripture is about. It's not, God doesn't ever give us scripture to condone the sin of someone no. else. Consistently, Jesus is, is, says, well, go and sin no more. Go and sin no yeah. more. He doesn't say, oh, that's okay. Yeah. It's not, be, that scripture is nothing to do with being a doormat, Mm-mm. but it is everything to do with, you know what? Look at yourself, look at yourself. And when you realize you're not innocent in all of this either, then you're going to have more grace 
for, and you're going to be able to sacrifice for your spouse and be able to elevate them as well. And humility also comes with wisdom. Proverbs 11, two tells us that. And it also increases harmony yeah. in your relationships. Yeah, not being proud, not always thinking that you're right and your way or the, or the highway, yeah. or you're the only one who's got the, the right view of, of something like that. That Because mm-hmm. what then we value other people's opinions. They feel mm-hmm. valued, right? Mm-hmm. Then we actually gain more insights in things that we may not have had only as ourselves. Yeah. There's a reason God put your spouse in your life. Right. And this is mm-hmm. supposed to be, we're both supposed to be doing these things in marriage. Absolutely. And when that happens, like when we take on an attitude of humility. Feeding into the relationship, feeding into the marriage. Yes. Yes. And it also sets them up to do the same thing. Yep. And we want to do that. And Proverbs 22, 4 tells us how it honors God. Mm. When we mm-hmm. are humble, we are honoring God. And that is the goal of every believer in and out of your marriage. And so to glorify God, look inward and be willing to be humble and see, hey, you know what? Is there anything I can own that I can change in this? That's going to benefit you as a person. And that's kind of the second point we want to bring up here is when, when we focus on ourselves in this manner to evaluate, self-evaluate, when we're saying focus, that's kind of what we're meeting, looking inward, see what's going on. It's going to help you become a better person. Sure. And that's going to help you regardless, regardless. Sure. On last episode, we, t- we brought up 2 Corinthians 5.10. We're all going to be responsible for mm-hmm. what we do, the good and the bad. Everyone yeah. is going to be before the throne of judgment at one yeah. at one day. So we're, we've got to be stepping up. We've got to be yeah. making sure, am I growing in mm-hmm. the ways that God asked me to, to grow? Am I being responsibility for doing the things that God asked of me, despite mm-hmm. what anybody else is doing? Right. And so many times we hear, well, if she would just start doing this, then I would do that. Or if he would do this, or if he would stop doing this, then I would do that. That's not what this is about. Mm-mm. This is about, you know what, honey? I don't care what you do. I'm going to do what's right. Right. If you raise in your tone at me, I'm still going to do what's right. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take your sin and your shortcomings and use them as a platform for me to do the wrong thing too. Right. I only did this because of that. Uh, It's not going to be an excuse you can use in front of the throne. I'm sorry. No. I I hate to burst a bubble. But you know, so the questions to be asking are you becoming made more in the image of Christ? Right. Right. Is this can people see Jesus in the ways that you react? and engage in different situations. Because right. I always think this is funny. Whenever you see people using a, a voice for Jesus as if they're like going to speak for Jesus, like, and then Jesus came in this situation, and then he said this, it always gets calmer and is, has kindness and gentleness mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you think about that, if we're supposed to be made in, more into the image of Jesus, we're supposed to be a reflection of Jesus, if we're in a situation, does our voice have that mm. calmness and gentleness that we yeah. would Talk as if we were to say, well, if Jesus were to say this, how would that sound? Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with that is this is the stuff the Lord uses. Mm-hmm. When you, mm-hmm. This is what he used in our life. Yeah. Because I was sure. much more harsh of a person. Mm-hmm. I had more angry outbursts. Like, that's not something you ever have struggled with. And when you I've had my moments, but well, yeah, you know, but yeah, not compared to me, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> we're keeping telling you, you know, and when you, here's the, the beauty of this, when you start controlling yourselves and doing what is right, it has like, it is going to highlight 
the wrong things, the sin in your spouse. And it's going to be very convicting because when I would yell at him or when I would get nasty, when I would be reactive, whatever the situation, I have lots to choose from here. When he would meet me with the love of Christ, when he would meet me with peace, with calm and without responding or reacting to the things I was doing, it made me feel like garbage. Mm. Like it was so clear. There was no denying. I had, he removed all my justifications Mm because when you would yell back back in the day before you started changing, when you would yell back, I would feel completely justified. Well, there we have it. Yeah. This is Mm -hmm. why, this is why I have to yell at you. This is why I'm doing this because of you. But when you sit there self-controlled and you're speaking peace and kindness... Mm-hmm. What am I going to do other than look at myself and go, well, aren't you Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> you know, I mean, that it, it kind of highlights mm-hmm. and it's not to, you weren't doing it maliciously to go. No, no it was a manipulative though. No. It's God's kindness that leads us to yes, repentance. Yes, yes. Right. And so we want to do that. And so focusing on yourself is the only way you're going to get to that place. So doing that, you're, you're providing a platform for your spouse to grow and to to change themselves. Sure. And then this dovetails right into the next point. Mm -hmm. Because when we focus on ourselves, it actually helps us to show our spouse more grace. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because now if I'm I'm thinking more about my behavior, my reactivity, Mm -hmm. what is it that I'm doing? Is it more like Christ-like? Well, am Mm -hmm. I offering up the grace of Christ, which is our marriage should be reflecting of that? Mm -hmm. Then then now I'm sure they appreciate it. You know, we always appreciate getting the grace that we want to get from God and from the other persons. And maybe even start to refocus on these ideas of why does that bother me? Yeah. Right? What, what is it that they're doing that bothers me? This, yeah. this habit or something like that, which episode 42, mm-hmm. um, help my spouse's flaws drive me nuts. Oh, good one. Yeah. So good you, one. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link into that mm-hmm. because, because if we're showing that grace, how can that be received? How right. can that be? Because there, there could be something that you're struggling with Mm-hmm. That you hear an earful, well, maybe you've heard an earful from me for a long time, and you hear an earful from other people, yeah. and so you don't really need it from yet the one the person who's supposed to be a support or right. resource from you. Now, if, instead, if I show you grace and if I say, "Hey, I'm willing to love you despite this. I'm I'm mm-hmm. willing to love you through this and to be a support for you." You think that changed something? Right, and and what that does by default is when you're able to focus on yourself. You're not focusing on your spouse's flaws as much. Mm, good call. And when you do that, you're giving them space. Mm-hmm. You're giving them space because most of us are not like for me, when I was explosive in marriage and when I was angry and quick and snappy and all that, I didn't like myself then. Like I did not go, you know what? I could be joy filled and kind or I could be a total turd and let me go with being a turd. Like I did not do that. And most people Flip don't. Flip the coin. Yeah. We're reacting out of pain, yeah. out of inadequacy, out of, out of frustration, mm-hmm. out of anxiety. And when you are looking at yourself, you're by default backing off your spouse a little bit. And you're giving them some breathing room to go, you know what, Mm -hmm. maybe my spouse is a little safer to come to now because they're not criticizing every single thing I do. And all of a sudden they can go, wow, I'm doing some wrong things here. Yeah. I'm doing some wrong things. Well, that's true. You know, because if if I did something wrong and in my mind, I'm like, okay, she's going to jump on me. I'm going to get in trouble Mm -hmm. for this. I'm going to get, you know, she's going to yell at this and be upset for this. And And then then I don't. You don't. 
that changes that's things. conviction right. that allows room and when and when we're saying it gives space mm-hmm. it gives space for the holy spirit mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. enter in and to well, work well and then where it's like if so if i would have like maybe been a pattern of lying being a pleaser we talked mm-hmm. about that right i don't want you to be upset with me mm-hmm. so maybe i'm going to lie about something until i can fix it until it's okay yeah. versus i can now approach you with that knowing that i don't have to i'm not going to yeah, jump on you the second that you right do. i have to fear your mm-hmm. response but we can go ahead and, and work through this together now mm-hmm. we're can be a team can be resource to one another yeah Yeah. And this isn't this perfect formula. Mm. These are things that you do over time. Yeah. You get better at it. You do over time. And you're Mm -hmm. also inviting the Lord into, to work while you're growing. And when you are obeying what he calls us to in scripture, God's going to show up in that. Mm. He's going to show up and he's going to honor that. And one of the other things, because we don't want to avoid this one, is when you start to focus on yourself, you're quieting the noise of the problems in your marriage because you're no longer focused on on your spouse's flaws. You're no longer focused on the problems. You're going, Lord, you show me, check my heart, test my heart, see what's within me. Mm-hmm. And now you have some quiet and now you can also in that quiet space get the clarity you need to potentially set some boundaries. Right. Well, I think that's a big misunderstanding. People don't mm-hmm. understand that boundaries, they, they think boundaries are about other people. Mm-mm. Oh, you can't do that or you can't cross this line. Yeah. Boundaries are about you. Yeah. My boundaries are about me. Yeah. They're about where I end and somebody else begins. So they're mm-hmm. about my feelings, yeah. my emotions, my decisions, my choices, what I will or will not allow mm-hmm. in my life. It's starting with my own behavior, right? much less if somebody's doing something differently, well, then mm-hmm. what are my choices in that situation? Right. And when you're so caught up in all the problems, focusing on that, you're never going to get to that place of, of clarity because it's always going to be chaotic in your mind. Sure. You're not going to get there. And so it may be, you know what? What he is doing, because the flaws, I mean, th- that's nuanced. They could be very small little things and they could be things that it's like, you know what? It's totally unacceptable that you don't ever communicate with me. Yeah. It's unacceptable that you lie to me. And now I have mm, clarity mm-hmm. so I can approach you and go, babe, you know what? The way when I'm trying to talk to you and you disregard me, that's not okay with me. Right. I need for you to speak to me. I need you to engage with me. We're in a marriage here. It goes both ways. This is what I need from you. Yeah. And you start to find ways to require things that you need to be met and you you require some boundaries that say, you know what? It's not okay with me that you do this. Yeah. If you're going to start to yell, I can't stop you from yelling. Right. I don't have to be here for it either. I'm going to leave. And and you start learning how to implement those boundaries. And there's tons of resources out there. Sure. Boundaries in marriage. When I talk about all the ways we were, it was Boundaries in Marriage by Cloud and Townsend that changed our lives. He read that book and it changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it changed your life too. But Mm -hmm. what you learned in that, when you started allowing my issues to be my issues and require me to fix them instead of you covering up for them, that changed my life. And Mm -hmm. you want to have space to do that because here's the thing, like the final thing we want to mention here is when you focus on yourself, it helps you realize that you can't control your spouse. Yeah. You're not in control of them, but you are in control of you. Which is a lot about boundaries as well. Yes. And when he read boundaries, he quit, Mm -hmm. he quit focusing on me and said, you know what, here's how I need to respond 
when she does these things that aren't okay well, with Well, because you. I can't control your mm-hmm. actions. You I, tried. Yeah, you sure. tried your best, honey. <laughs> or you can't control your reactions, can't right. control your emotions, right? Or I couldn't even control if you're going to get upset about something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was just exhausting me yeah. versus when I let that go and realize, you know what, you get to be your own person. Yeah. Yeah. And, You're going to be held accountable for yeah, that. Yeah. I need to stop contr- trying to control that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we are able then to work through things. Mm-hmm. Right. We were able to be honest about that. I was yeah. able to come forward with things. And, be, and it removed uh, a lot of your angst mm, and a lot absolutely. of your fears sure. because it's like, you know what? That's not mine to own. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about all those things because you had a whole list of things you were worried about all the <laughs> that's time. That's between you and God. Yeah. That's up to you. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to, you sit in the judgment seat too, baby. <laughs> like, and, and that's what it's about. And so are these like the final answers? Is this the magic formula? Oh, do these things and your marriage is gonna gonna mm-hmm. change no, no it'll but help. if you do these things over time you are gonna see your marriage change but you're also going to see yourself change and you're gonna be a healthier version of yourself mm-hmm. and you are the biggest influence in your spouse's life yeah but ultimately they get the final say in whether or not they want to make the changes too and that's the hard part of this sure because not every spouse will get on board But what you can do is when you put these things into practice and you don't see the change and you still have struggles, that is a giant clue that you need some outsider's help. Mm. And that's a a clue that, you know what, maybe some of this stuff is abusive and you need to look into that. But this stuff will ultimately, regardless of changing your marriage, it will change you. Mm. And a better you is a better you. Absolutely. And, and you want to get to that point. But the, the final word is this. And outside of these abusive marriages that are nuanced and need specific help, no matter what troubles you have in your marriage, they're never without hope. Mm-hmm. So before you throw in the towel, do your marriage some justice and get some help if you need it. Mm. Don't let these problems take root in your marriage because we truly believe you and your spouse deserve to enjoy the journey.